everyone welcome back line breaker sports the podcast episode two game day greg alongside benny buckets uh we were excited um to do the first show for you that we decided to do it again um so we're back for episode two uh benny buckets how are you doing today i'm good good game day greg we're back for another episode here of some uh, enthralling talk around the world of sports and in particular sports wagering will be a, a heavy component of the of the discussion but uh uh looking forward to it sir and uh we'll uh, let's Good, kick man. it off here so yeah absolutely so let me just give you guys the rundown real quick of today's episode we're going to talk about the nfl championship weekend um and how both i and benny buckets had a game right um so we'll kind of talk about that a little bit uh tom brady news uh that kind of sprung on us instantly uh yesterday at 8 a.m uh tom brady sent out about a 30 second video saying he's retiring so we'll talk about that a little bit then we'll also get into some futures um we we love futures here at linebreaker sports uh for nba and nhl so we'll have three picks each and we'll give some analysis as to why we think those teams will win. And then, of course, everyone's favorite uh, segment, everyone's talking about it, uh, soccer talk. We have officially extended it from 30 seconds to one minute. Um, so it'll definitely go over one minute. I'll tell you that. Um, it, it, you certainly want to stick around for that. Uh, that is by far the most exciting part of the show. But yeah, we'll talk about some soccer and then we'll also give you guys um, a little preview as to what our next episode is going to be. But yeah, I guess let's get right into it. Um, Benny Buckets, you want to talk about the Bengals Chiefs first or? I'll go with the one I got right first. Chronological. One, okay. Chronological, okay. Chronological, sure. chronological order. Sure. So okay. The, uh, the Niners, uh, this will be rather quick because there wasn't much to discuss there, but the Niners and the Eagles, the Eagles did win and cover. I mean, it was uh, would have been interesting. I think they still would have won and covered if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, but once he got hurt uh, and then Josh Johnson got hurt, not that Josh Johnson played all. He had a couple decent passes, but, you know, he was not great. But once Brock Purdy got hurt, folks, and was ruled out, uh, the game was essentially over. So uh, Yeah, tough luck. I mean, tough the, luck. it was, it was, it's, it is ironic that, you know, we have instant replay. And we'll get to the officials, I guess. It was a bigger issue in the uh, in the Chiefs-Bengals uh, game than it was in the Eagles-Niners game. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have replay, and then, and then you know, we're supposed to have this expedited replay, but they couldn't get the in the, the first uh, – fourth and f- four or five, I believe, from the San Francisco 35. Uh, Hertz went and threw a pretty long ball down the sideline to Devontae Smith, who clearly dropped the ball. But they couldn't get the replay in time. So correct. Yes. Thirteen billion. It was 14, obvious. It Fourteen was billion, obvious. fifteen billion dollars in revenue. Lee can't can't get a replay in time. Exactly. The sky judge is uh, only when it wanted to be used. Yeah, exactly. I, I we think don't, they should make it, it all the time. Yeah, I think so. they should make an amendment um, to the rule. Actually, you should. Here we you go. Know, <laughs> you, you should not be able to rush up to the line of scrimmage to avoid uh, replay. All right. I mean, that should not be allowed. The, it, the game, just like in soccer, we we'll, get, well, well, wait a second. In soccer, we have the VAR, we have the video assistant replay, 
and they call a halt to the game until the VAR check is completed. And the same, but the clock happen. still runs. The clock still runs. The, the clock does. The yeah, clock yeah, still yeah. Runs. we add. We add. We don't the halt the game time. at all. We, we add with the, the game is still going on. <laughs> we add with the stoppage time though. So. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> I will get into that later. No, we do not. <laughs> not even close. So you should not be able to. There should be a halt to the game until the until all replays can be looked at. If it's in question, it should not be be up to the coaches because the coaches get the same replays that the league gets, and you shouldn't be able to get the playoff in 20 seconds and you know 10 seconds later the replay comes through. Or it should be like hockey where they can go back and if a goal is scored and counted and it's determined at the next stoppage of whistle it, it wasn't scored, they should go back and reset the play. They, there should be an option for that. The fact that this this it's a bad look for the NFL. It is. You know, it college is. has it right. College stops the play. There is no coaches' challenges in college. College stops the play. I mean, I think it's a little excessive in college. They replay literally everything in college. That's why games take four hours and 45 minutes in college. Um, but uh, that was not great. The second issue with the officiating. Wait, hold on. And, hold on. Get, oh, touching on that. Touching on that. I think yes. the problem is the fact that we just need the sky judge to review all plays like that. I don't think we can reset the play. We can't go back and this uh, not count. Some well, they plays. do it and they do it in hockey. That's fine. That's because there's a whistle and clock stops and all that. And we're already comparing things to soccer this early. I think soccer has taken over this podcast, by the way. I, I, this is eventually just going to turn into a soccer podcast <laughs> and, and we're going to lose everybody. So that's okay. No, it's everybody's um, favorite part of the show is soccer. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think it just came comes down to having the sky judge be con- consistent. I mean, uh, it right. was clear as day. The the, the Devonta Smith well, was it wasn't pounding until, his fists together, saying, "Let's go, let's yeah, go, let's go." It, it wasn't. You, you can't. You can't. It, you can't. Hold on. You can't tell a team to not hurry up at the offensive line because they can just say they're running a no huddle offense. You, you you can't do that. Um, what you can do is just get the call right. So I, I think that's what it just comes down to. Well, a couple things on that. It wasn't shown until after they Fox came back from commercial break after the touchdown was scored. Was it clear? that it was incomplete. So Fox didn't even have it. Fox didn't have the replay with well, Pereira Fox until, didn't until, even have the, until after the fact. So I don't know how you could tell the sky judge to stop when Fox didn't have the replay until five minutes after the fact. So, I mean, you obviously can't stop the game five minutes after the fact, but whatever. It, it was, well, then no, I think the problem is why is Fox having the replay five minutes after the fact? That's, that's a problem. That, that's a, that is a problem. That I think we can address that before we can. Uh, especially, especially in a game of this significance, it's one thing if it's like a week nine game or something like that in the regular season. But in the game of the significance, there should not be uh, the other. There were two other issues in the game: the wire, the hanging wire, yes, punt. I was going to get to that. Yeah, yep. That was uh, that was problematic. Why we have wires at all, where Correct. it could at all impact or impede the play on the field, is is ridiculous. So put the wires up higher. or you know, put the sky cam on the side of the field and have it zoom in and out. Don't don't have a wire that is going to impede the uh, you know potential for a play in the game. It didn't matter for the Eagles; they won the game handily anyway. But that that was problematic. And the last thing, and this is an ongoing issue. I'd like to get your take on this game day. Uh, you know, these referees always blow the whistle uh, on when they think a pass is incomplete and it's a, actually a fumble. And they always bowl the play dead. And what ends up happening is, yeah, the team, the Eagles in this case, recovered on the Purdy uh, injury when he fumbled, when it was deemed an incomplete pass first. 
But clearly on the replay, you could see he punched the ball forward instead of threw the ball forward because he had an open hand. And the Eagles recovered it. And they lost about probably about 20, 25 yards of field position because they blew the play dead. This has happened. This happens all too often. And especially since we replay every turnover anyway, why can't we just let the turnover stand, go back? It's not like it's not like it's going to be, especially on a play like that, it's not like it's it's going to be conclusive one way or the other. You can't say, oh, well, it's the ruling on the field is going to determine what the what the outcome is because that play is very cut and dry. It's very black and white. So in that particular circumstance, they should just let the play run. They're going to replay it anyway. The worst that could happen is they're going to bring it back because they got, but just let the play run. Cause otherwise you're going to, if, if it in fact is a fumble, the other team is going to be disadvantaged by having worse field position. Uh, if you blow the play dead. So that happens too often. Just let the play run and then, be that as it may, and whatever happens, let 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 replay decide it. And it's not going to be too close or inconclusive, like a catch or something of that nature. It's going to be pretty cut and dry with that play. Right, and the league has to let everyone know before the season that those plays are. It's going to be consistently called that way because I see a lot of the times those type of ticky tack plays where everyone doesn't know what's happening. Some of the guys give up and just kind of walk off the field. Some of the guys still go right. after the ball, so you can't really count that. Um, so I guess that's my only um, gripe against actually having the play go through all the way because guys give up. Um, so I, I guess I you agree should give you. up. You play to the whistle. That's everyone knows that. Right, right. But so exactly. So we have to get that message across early in the season. All um, right, fair enough. Okay. So yeah. But otherwise, uh, otherwise the game it was a non it was a non interesting game. The the Niners after Johnson went out couldn't throw the ball. Um, you know, uh, Brock Purdy yeah. has the as the UCL injury. Uh, luckily, he's Terrible. not a baseball pitcher. He'd have Tommy John surgery. I guess he's trying to avoid that with some sort of other surgery. I hope he only missed six months. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely unfortunate. And uh, you know, and the Niners' a, defense really was. I mean, they were put in some tough positions, but the Niners' defense really didn't show up either. To be honest, they were they were terrible against the run. They were decent against the pass. Jalen Hurts didn't do much through the air, but. Really, really bad against the run. Um, so, uh, big yeah. win for the Eagles. They more than covered. They covered my alternate spread, as you may recall, folks. I got you. That's right. I gave you the alternate minus minus six and a half plus one sixty last week or one fifty two, as uh, as I I believe uh, they covered that as well. I mean, they would have covered minus thirteen and a half. So, I mean, you know, you know, maybe no, that's right. Spread, yeah, but. give give Benny buckets of credit there. So it's good game. And then, and then the over was derailed due to the Brock Purdy injury. Correct. Josh Johnson's been on 15 teams, and he's you're going to try to have him lead uh, you to a uh, – I mean, it means he must be decent. He keeps getting employed. So, I mean, you know. He must be saying the right things in interviews. I mean, yes. Yes. My goodness. So it was he, a interesting but, game. Yeah, and, I mean, Brock Purdy just – I mean, <laughs> if I was in there and my quarterback's back there and he's not throwing the ball – and it's like, you know, they're going to run it every time. That's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And George Kittle saying not having a quarterback is the reason we lost that game is infuriating. And I uh, couldn't agree more. Well, uh, I, it's the reason they lost the game. They couldn't stop the run. I still think they would have lost the game with Brock Purdy. I don't think it would have. I mean, it would have been closer, but I it would have been closer. It would have been closer. Um, I don't know. That's up for debate. I'd say it's just momentum after everything happened. I mean, yeah. 
the Eagles couldn't be stopped. But yeah, no, this was a pretty much a boring game. Um, let's did. get to the let's get to the more exciting game here. Uh, Chiefs Bengals. Well, I wonder what aside there. I did text oh, okay. their game day, Greg, that the game was OVA over uh, once Brock Purdy was out of the game, and then he he insisted look at the scoreboard because I believe the Niners were up seven to three at the time, but uh, to no avail. To no avail. The uh, the game was in fact over. I was, when I said the game was over, I was right in both counts this weekend. As a matter of fact, so. But, uh, this is true. Give Benny buckets the credit. True. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Give Benny buckets the credit, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yikes. Uh, Bengals Chiefs here. Uh, the yeah. more exciting of the two games. Give game, day, give game day the credit here. Yes. Game day, um, Greg had the pregame, the pregame pick correct. Yes. Yes. The spread, the money line. Uh, not the, the over. I told you. Hit. I told you for the under. We did. We did call the under. We did call the under. Yes, one of us did call the under. Um, so yeah, no, this game. Why, why, why don't you go ahead and give us your analysis of this one, Benny Buck? Uh, again, the officiating. Uh, I mean, Here you got to give go. the Chiefs credit. Um, the you know Mahomes played really well. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling was great. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco wasn't great in the running game, but he was really good in the passing game breaking tackles, uh, I think in a notable first down there in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, on a screenplay. Um, I, I obviously, Kelsey had another touchdown. So, you know, give him credit. Um, I I did feel like the officiating played a huge role. I did not have a problem with the roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness penalty on Mahomes there at the end of the game, which led to the field goal. Oh, um, yeah, you had to call it. Joseph Osai. But I will say that uh, if we're going to go letter of the law, which is what they went there, uh, Burrow on the previous drive or two drives prior in the fourth quarter, uh, he was hit late, which they did not call, which should have been a roughing the passer. And then another one where literally Chris Jones sat on his face. uh, You know, it was very kind of him to put his full 385 pound body weight on Joe Burrow. his, His face is probably permanently disfigured from that, but, uh, you know, I mean, they did not call that either, you know, with full body weight, of course, no, no call. So what, what, uh, what penalty would you give that sitting on the face? Uh, yeah. Uh, excessive yards, sitting. Ex- yeah. <laughs> excessive sitting. Yes. Uh, you know, but, uh, I don't know. That was, that was, that was rough. And then the, uh, the two that I thought were bad on the Mahomes scramble, he was held both by the, the defensive ends, Hendrickson and Humper were both held right tackle and left tackle both had a holding call. So that play should have been nullified and it should have been replayed. So it should have been third and four again with eight seconds left from whatever the, the 45 or so. Um, And uh, they didn't, they didn't call that, but even worse than that, I thought was actually the sky more return to get the ball out to around the 50 where there was a clear block in the back and again, not called. Um, And then the last one, of course, probably the most egregious of all of them was the third down where they supposedly blew the whistle, but no one heard the whistle. And the referee came in running, waving the arms. Uh, but um, but Mahomes, by the time he's waving his arms, Mahomes is already three steps into his five-step drop. So, I mean, listen, you could say what you want. Everyone say, well, if the game was rigged, the Cowboys would be in it because the Cowboys are the most popular team fact of the matter is folks that Mahomes and the chiefs always get the whistle. They always get the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It was just like Brady when he was in new England, they always got the whistle. He always got the roughing. He always got the phantom roughing the passer call. Cause somebody breathed on him. They I had mean, five downs. 
one they had so. they had five downs. I mean, honestly, like I thought the Bengals. I mean, the Chiefs were the better team for the whole game, but the Bengals definitely outplayed them in the second half. And the NFL hates this is a this is a fact. The NFL hates Mike Brown. He's always been one of the owners. He's one of the original owners, and he's always kind of a uh, contrarian type. And the NFL doesn't like him. And I'm not saying the game was rigged, but they were going to do everything possible to make sure the Chiefs won the game. I mean, the damn trophy for the AFC is named after Lamar Hunt. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean. Go off, Ben. Go off. Well, it's just, it's, it's, it, it, uh, listen, I have a Chiefs future, so I, I actually – it didn't matter. It really didn't matter to me when I had the Bengals in the game and a Chiefs future. So it was a bit of a wash for me re- regarding who won the game. So it didn't from – from a monetary standpoint, it didn't matter. But it, it was pretty obvious that the, the Bengals were, were, not, were not given the same kind of benefit that the Chiefs were. Um, so, but – yeah. It is what it is. I mean, we can only hope the Eagles win by like 40 uh, this week because I think, at least me, I can't speak for game day over there, but I think I've had just about enough Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's a great player. I, I, I've been saying for years he's the best quarterback in football. I still believe that, but I've had enough of Patrick Mahomes. You know, maybe Andy Reid could have eight more cheeseburgers and, you know, that, that would be great for him because that's what he does. That's his, that's his usual uh, daily diet. So maybe he can continue that process, but. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, uh, it should be a good game, but that's my take there on the, uh, on the chiefs there. So there you go. No, that's great analysis as always. <laughs> I'm not going to add much to that because I think you hit every point, um, that I was going to make there. Um, just like I said, I, I saw this one coming from the beginning. The chiefs have been there, done that. And now they will, uh, try to go for the super bowl once again. Um, and Patrick Mahomes cementing himself as one of the great quarterbacks in football. And speaking of great quarterbacks in football, see what I did there? Ah, we'll transition. We'll segue. Very good. Segway. Episode two. You know, we're, we're, we're improving each episode here. Segway. Um, yes. Now, Tom Brady retirement yes. talk. This, this cool. video dropped to Twitter. All your social media feeds are out 8 a.m. Eastern time th- uh, Thursday morning. Um, Tom Brady's on the beautiful beach of Miami somewhere, or I believe Miami, um, one of the be, beautiful could be, beaches. Could, of, could be Tampa. We don't know. Southern Florida. It is Southern Florida. Oh, it is. Um, oh okay. Yep. Is that, yeah. is, that, is that confirmed? I believe I, there was a rumor confirmed. that it was, it was filmed days before it actually released it, but that that's the rumor. So oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Our TMZ person is not, uh, <laughs> does not have the scoop yet. So we will let you know. Um, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tom Brady retiring for good this time. Uh, that's it's crazy. I mean, let me I'll, I'll take this one first mm-hmm. um, in terms of my thoughts and insights before you take all my points. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I heard it from Max Kellerman this morning. Uh, luck is the residue. Luck is the residue of design. And I was like, that's interesting. Because you look at the way Tom Brady has gone about his career and really gone about his life, the whole TB12 method, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's basically designing a whole new lifestyle for himself. So he had the opportunity to play until he was 45. Um, it's really amazing when you think about it, just the amount of dedication this one person had for the game and loved it for, what, 23 years? <laughs> so, um 
yeah, it, it, one of the greats leaving. It, it it's a sad day, actually. I mean, being a Bills fan my entire life, having to despise Tom Brady every time I saw him play the, er, yeah, every time I saw him play the Bills and just absolutely torch us. I don't even have the stat what he is against the Bills because it's just too depressing to even type into the phone. We don't, we don't have the, uh, yeah. One of us was smart enough with Bills tickets to sell those tickets, as a matter of fact. And, the other one uh, wanted to subject themselves to the pain and ridicule. Well, to be fair, the one who sold the tickets does not uh, venture out to Buffalo past <laughs> October, uh, mid-October <laughs> to, to early November due to the fact it's too cold. Uh, yes. True, yes. Um, so you, you can go ahead and guess which one that is, folks. I mean, um, I mean, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think Greg lives further south than I do. So, I mean, to say it, but, you know. Do I? It's close. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. No. Oh, all right. I don't know. We're both right. south. We're both away from the with, with the geography lesson. We we must have a geography lesson in this, in this episode. <laughs> 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 Which is more south, folks? Hattiesburg, Mississippi, or again, uh, where are you in Arizona again? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, oh, Arizona. Yeah, let's see. You're definitely more south. What is it? Latitude? Is it latitude or longitude? Let me look it up. I believe latitude. Okay. Uh, we're gonna get roasted by the listeners. Okay. There's latitude. what are we even talking about here? What, what are we doing? All right. It's okay. All right, I'm looking it up right now. Yes, you sir. are further south, my friend. Your latitude really? is thirty-one point three degrees north, and mine is thirty-four point three. So yes, look at that. Wow. Game day, Greg. Wow. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, we learned something new every day, folks. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Tom Brady is just the greatest of all time. It's sad to see him go, but it, I'm happy. Not sad that he... for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you're right. You're right. And it shouldn't be sad for me either, but it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone that's going to get the seven Super Bowls. In our lifetime, uh, I think Mahomes got a shot. I think Mahomes really, got a shot. absolutely seven. If he plays for another eighteen he, years, yes. Brady, absolutely. Brady played in ten, won seven. Well, Mahomes so, is about to play in his third. He's got to play in seven more. He could do that, and if he plays till he's forty-five, he won't play till he's forty-five. But if he did, Andy sure. Reid's not going to be around that long. I don't no, know. Andy Reid won't be around that long. Andy Reid is our, in his sixties, so no, Andy Reid won't be around that long, but. But yeah, what what are your thoughts on the goat number twelve? Uh, I you know I I did find the timing interesting. Uh, you know I I, I same re- retirement as last year, same date. You know what though? I have, a, I have a problem with it. Uh, I'm sure you know. Well, two things on it. One, he's got this movie coming out two days from now. I don't think that was by coincidence. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is you know can he wait? Literally, the Super Bowl is in nine days, and he's got to announce his retirement. Like, I, I just feel like he's an egomaniac. He can't let the shine be. It's got to be about him. It's always got to be about, be about Brady. And he couldn't wait literally 15 days. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have impacted the Buccaneers. It wouldn't have impacted anybody. Free agency doesn't open up till you know the first week of March. I don't understand why he couldn't wait. Honestly, I mean, I mean, I, I do understand. He wanted to. Pop, I'm sure his movie will do better now now that he's retired. Announces his retirement. But I mean, 
last year he announces he's coming back in the middle of the uh, NCAA selection show. I just feel like the guy is really pretty egotistical. So, uh, and unfortunately, he's going to run Greg Olson out of the Fox booth next year, and Greg Olson's done a hell of a job. So, Greg Olson's going to go from making ten million dollars a year to three million. So, I'm sure he's thrilled that Brady's, you know, retiring. But, um, listen, as a quarterback, I don't like the guy as a person. I don't. I don't think much of him. I, like I said, I, I, I just, I don't. I'm not going to get into his personal stuff. I just, but uh, on a per, on a, on that level, I don't agree with his values or what he stands for. Um, I think he's a great competitor. You know, people have said, you know, he's on the level of uh, Kobe Bryant, Tiger, Co- uh, Michael Jordan. And I would agree with that. LeBron he is absolutely. Um, to me, what LeBron is doing is more impressive than what Brady's done, to be honest. Uh, you know, playing in four times the amount of games or five times the amount of games in basketball than than what football players have to do, but obviously a lot less violent of a sport. But um, to me, what LeBron's doing at age 38 is is as impressive as what Brady's done at 44, 45. And Brady's been Brady's been fortunate that he hasn't really had to deal with many injuries. He's been fairly well protected. He gets ball rid of the ball quickly. And other than that one ACL injury he had uh, in the first game of the year, I think it was in 2007 or 2008. He, um, 2006, something like that back in the day. He, he really hasn't dealt with injuries at all in his whole career. So, um, I gave him a lot of credit. I do think he's the best. Um, but I'm not a fan. So I guess I'll leave it at that. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And then there's a lot of people that aren't fans, especially in the, I I will say this, I will say this. Eastern part of the U.S. I will say this. I think of all those athletes, a Tiger, who's had his own personal issues, obviously. Um, MJ, who had had some off-the-court issues. I mean, a lot of these guys have off-the-court or off-the-field, off-the-court issues, what have you. Um, LeBron, who, who hasn't really had off-the-court issues, but is a pretty polarizing figure. I will say, of all the – Wayne Gretzky, all these top guys, kind of the goats, if you will, are in that realm of these sports. I would say Brady is by far the most disliked or is most, um, you know, it's split. I think all those other guys, Tiger, you know, MJ, LeBron a little less so because of some of his political stances. But um, but for the most part, these guys are, you know, Kobe. I get, I wouldn't even put Kobe in the same category as Brady. But, but guys of that nature, this generation, who are considered, you know, all-time greats, they tend to be revered. And I don't think Brady is. I think, I think a lot of people don't like Brady. Uh, which I think is why it was interesting that Fox gave him such a lucrative contract when he's not particularly well. There's a lot of people who are not fans. So, um, but anyway, I, I digress. But I do find that that fact interesting. Now, it, yeah, it, has, it has not subdued the celebration. I mean, Sports Center. You know, again, we're nine days away from the Super Bowl or ten days away from the Super Bowl, and the Sports Center is still talking about Brady all day. So, and and as they should. As a well, I mean, he had his day it's the day after his retirement, I, I and he's the greatest I, player to play football. I, I think that, I that he's the greatest Lawrence... quarterback. He's not the greatest player. Lawrence Taylor is the greatest player. Come correct. Just don't 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 say he's the greatest player. Lawrence Taylor is the greatest player. Lawrence Wait. Taylor changed changed the game of football. He changed the position of linebacker, and he changed the outside linebacker position. So Lawrence Taylor is the greatest football. Or Jim Brown. You want to say Jim Brown? Fine. I mean, that was a long time ago, but. Lord, Tom Brady is not – Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback. I'll give you that, but he's not the greatest football player. That's not fair. I guess 
I guess it's to be determined. I don't know what determines the greatest football player, but anyways, uh, that's that's for another show. I guess he, uh, he was the greatest player at the most important position. I I would agree with that. So greatest player at the most important position. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. Why he wouldn't be the greatest player, but that's okay. Um. All because right. <laughs> there were players who were better at less important positions. But anyway, I digress. I digress. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. This could be a two-hour show, folks, if we, if we kept going Don't on forget this. about Jan Stenerud, Stenner, probably the greatest kicker of all time, former soccer who did you ju- Who did you say? Who did you just say? Jan Stenerud. Look him up. Jan Stenerud? I don't even know what you just said. Yes. What, what what team is that? What, what team is he on? I believe he played for the Raiders back in the day. Jan Stenerud. So wow, Janikowski wasn't even the greatest kicker. Is this <laughs> Stenerud guy that no one's heard of? Perfect. All right, we're gonna end this time ready to talk with Stenerud. Already forgot his first name just because of how crazy his last name is. All right. Uh, okay, now we're gonna go into futures. Yeah. Um, so, as we know, the NBA and NHL seasons are um, picking up steam. We're getting close to the All-Star breaks, and uh, there's there's some future lines out. And what we like to do here at Linebreaker Sports, we like to pick three um, picks for each uh, league. So we'll have our favorites, our run-of-the-mill type picks. We'll have our middle-of-the-road picks, um, teams that could potentially make it, aren't the favorites, but aren't long shots. And then we also have a long shot for each of us. Um, so we could brag about it a little bit if it hits. Um, and we'll give some analysis as to why that is. Um, one, of, one of game day Greg's long shot picks Last year was the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, and he he came very close. Yes, came very and, close. I had and the AFC, and uh, he had, had them to win the AFC, AFC North. North. I believe it. Right. I believe they were. I believe they were eight to one to win the AFC North. So yes. Yeah. Thank you for the credit, there, buddy. Game day, game day Greg. That's right. Game day, uh, game day, Greg Gang, man. That's what it is. And many buckets brigade. Yeah. So brigade. <laughs> tweet out, folks, which one you ride in with uh, each night: the game day Greg Gang or Benny Buckets Brigade. All right, so let's start with the NHL. Um, and Ben, I don't know if you have your picks already. Um, I do not, up. but I can so, uh, I can get it pulled up here. One second. So we're going to use. So. so we're going to use FanDuel. Um, FanDuel, no white the, screen, no white screen for the FanDuel. No white screen again, folks. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, we had a couple uh, listeners comment on that how they missed the white screen, and uh, who knows, maybe uh, we'll have a live show here, um, and we'll just uh, have Benny hold up the white screen for half an hour. <laughs> Um, all right. So NHL, I'll give my favorite first. Um, and it's going to be the Colorado avalanche at plus seven fifty here. Um, I know the Bruins are the heavy favorite, I believe somewhere in the plus 300 plus 380 plus 480 on FanDuel on FanDuel. Okay. Um, so I know they're the heavy favorite. So right, I'm going to go with the avalanche here. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Before we start, so we have some, so some kind con- what are the we need to make some buckets here? So, uh, what are oh, the, Benny buckets? We uh, need to be making so some buckets. Here. What, what are what is a, is a short the, the the favorites? Is that like what is that plus 1000 or less? Or what, what sure, to, plus 1000 or less? Plus, okay, favorites. and then the middle is going to be a th- 1100 or whatever over a thousand to what plus 2000? What do we have to make? Some, yeah, sure, 11,000 to 2000 parameters. Okay, to 2000. Okay, and then to the okay, thank you, sir. So, go ahead. Just trying okay. to because I wasn't sure what I was going to pick. All you know, with the uh, with the, you know, with with that. I'm glad we have the buckets figured out for Benny buckets. All right, 
So Avalanche, yes, at plus mm. 750. These are my favorite. Uh, this is my favorite team um, in the league. They are, when healthy, um, extremely fast, high-powered offense, um, along with some good goaltending. But they're getting healthy right now. Um, there have been more repeat winners of the Stanley Cup than you think. Since 2010, both the Penguins and Avalanche have repeat. Um, you think you mean the Lightning, not the Avalanche. What's that? The no, Lightning. No, the, the Avalanche have not repeated since 2010. Okay. The, the, so light, the, the, the lightning. lightning. The lightning, yes. All right. I, I yes. Uh, with the confusion, unfortunately. The lightning won it. two in a row and then they, they made a third in a row last year and then lost to the avalanche. So but right, yes. right, right. So okay. um no, I that avalanche are getting healthy. They're an extremely fast team. I like a team to make it out of I think the West is gonna be more open than the East, um, just because the Bruins are in the East. So if you're gonna give me some picks to win the cup i'm going to give you some west western conference team so i'll, I'll take the avalanche plus 750 is my favorite um do you want me to just go down the line or do yeah, you yeah go ahead go ahead favorite? go down the line all right so um my second tier team kind of the mid middle of the road is going to be the dallas stars at plus 1500 um again this is their number one in the western conference right now um okay. so you don't really see too many 15, 16 to one um, odd teams for winning your conference this late in the uh, year. So I'll take the stars at plus 1500, just based on the value. Um, and then they just do have a good all around team. Um, and then my long shot, which I thought was crazy uh, until I did a little bit more research the capitals at 35 to one. So plus 3,500 uh, plus 37 it has moved plus 37. It has moved since this morning. Folks. Uh, apparently um, at least on the Arizona FanDuel app, maybe, maybe on a different FanDuel app. It's different. Plus 3,700. Okay. 3,700. Yes. So lock that in folks. Um, they're seventh in the Eastern conference right now. Uh, they, their majority of their offense does run through Alexander Ovechkin. They do have um, a good amount of secondary scoring. I think they have seven or eight guys above 10 goals, um, which is what you're looking for in a uh, playoff team. So yes. um, they have a Stanley been, Cup winning goalie. They do. They do. They've been there. They've done that. That's why I saw no, them. And Darcy Kemper. Yes. Stanley Darcy Cup winning goalie. Yes. Correct. Correct. Um, but th- they have been there. Um, they have before it's a while ago so, now but that's okay yeah um i'll take teams that are long shots that have been, been there um, okay and done that and have veterans and, and skilled highly skilled players at uh the skill positions so yeah give me the capitals at uh, plus 3700 now uh so that to recap for you folks avalanche plus 750 stars plus 1500 and capitals plus 3700 those are my three nhl future picks benny buckets go ahead with yours all right, I'm gonna give you a little bit different. I'm gonna I'm gonna forego some of these favorites here, and I'm gonna go right to a. I'm gonna give you a, a middling pick, a long shot, and then a very long shot. But wow, I'm gonna do a little different, a little different, because because we got to do three. I was gonna oh, do four, but we the, can't do a fourth pick. It's too much. The breakers are gonna appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've got Lightning plus twelve hundred. Uh, they have been there three straight years. They have uh the best goalie on the planet i would say in vasilevsky good pick. Good pick. uh they're experienced uh they're bringing back the essentially the same team as last year 
so I like the Lightning quite a bit. And, and the, you know, they're going to play the Leafs in the first round, folks. So that's an automatic uh, that's an automatic win. Uh, so so give them a bye. Give them a bye to the second round because <laughs> the Leafs never win a playoff series. So give me the Lightning plus 1,200. I do find it ironic that the Lightning and the Leafs are both plus 1,000, plus 1,200, but one of them will not make it out of the first round. So Right. Uh, and, and the fact that the Leafs are actually higher up, even though they've had a lack of with the playoff success. But So give me the, the Lightning plus 1,200. For my second pick, uh, this is the the long, quote-unquote, long shot. I'm going to go with the Rangers, the New York Rangers, plus 2,000. Not a homer pick there. Not a homer pick. No, I'm not not a Rangers fan. So um, this is, again, there's a theme here to these picks, folks. Goaltending, because goaltending wins in the playoffs. You got, again, one of the top five goalies in the league and the guy who won the Vezina last year, Igor Shesterkin. They're bringing back the same squad as last year. Uh, They've got a potential Norris trophy winner there in uh, Adam Fox. Uh, Mika Zibanejad is having a career year. They've got Artemi Panarin. They're loaded all over the place and they play very good defensively. So give me the Rangers plus 2000 for my quote unquote long shot. And then this is the real long shot. They may not even make the playoffs, but if they do, they're going to be a tough out. And they just got Bo Horvat. Give me the Islanders, New York Islanders plus 5,500. That is, uh, that is quite the price you're getting wow. there. Uh, again, you got just you got uh, you got Ilya Sorokin, one of the top five goalies. Another all all three of my picks, uh, all three goalies are in the top five in the world. Uh, they play a very good defensive brand, and now with Horvat, who has thirty one goals and I believe thirty uh, some out assists, over sixty points, uh, they are going to get an infusion of offensive production from him. I believe. Uh, I like the Islanders, especially if they get in, they're going to be a tough fight. It's always harder to beat teams who play really good defensively in the playoffs than high-flying offensive teams who don't play defense. See the Edmonton Oilers as, as exhibit A in that regard, uh, as teams who play great offensive hockey but don't typically produce much in the in the playoffs. Um, and I think the Islanders, you know, just a much more defensive, tighter checking game in the playoffs. And that tends to benefit the defensive team. So um, give me the Islanders plus 5,500 as my long, long shot, my bonus long shot pick. Folks, get that in. 5,500. Wow. That I kind of hope that hits just for the, the day one breakers here. I might put a few shekels on it just because it's a long shot. So a few shekels, he says. Okay. Shekels, a few shekels. All right. Very good. uh, All right. Those are. NHL uh, futures. Now we shift over to the NBA. Um, yes. do, do you have these? I do. I do have these. And we're going to use the same uh, criteria here, right? Plus a thousand plus a thousand or less. And okay. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. For now. I okay. think we'll I'm going to deter from that a little bit. Oh, you're going to, you're going to deviate. You deviate. Yes. yes deviate. Yeah. That's deter, but okay. No, no worries. Yes. All good. Um. All right. So for me, I am going to go with as my my favorite uh, the the shorter odds. I will go with the Celtics. That's an obvious pick, but oh um, wow, yeah. But plus three eighty. But they do oh, take, have the best. taking the favorite, taking the favorite. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I I only bring that up, folks, just because if you go back to our one of our twenty five original episodes on YouTube, uh, when I picked the favorite for hockey, the Avalanche last year, uh, Benny Buckets was giving me. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot. He he was he was grilling me for it. He's like, oh, the favorite. 
right the folks could do that you just look at it all right all right fine all right fine i won't take the favor i'll take them no no take them no no take them take them take them okay take them celtics many buckets celtics Celtics, yes they have the best team and they're gonna get get bounced in the first round by the knicks i I hope you're right but i'll take this i'll take the celtics they play good defensively and now that they have seemingly robert williams bad they'll get marcus smart back they're the deepest team. Uh, give me the Celtics plus three eighty. They probably should have won the finals last year, but uh, but they they did not. They blew that game two lead there against the Warriors, and that was it. So uh, for my second pick, this is kind of the uh, the the medium pick. I will take the Los Angeles Clippers at plus fifteen hundred. Uh, the Clippers have an extremely deep team, and they have a lot of guys who can shoot the three. So you got. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, obviously those guys are, are the, the headliners and they can shoot the three. Then you've got Marcus Morris Sr., another guy who can shoot the three. Reggie Jackson, John Wall, um, uh, Luke Kennard, who's one of the better sh- three-point shooters in the league, and Evita uh, Zubats, Norman Powell. They probably have, in my opinion, they have the deepest team, like one through ten. Terrence Mann. So I, as long as they're healthy, which is a big if with, with, with the – Previous injuries with Kawhi Leonard to a lesser extent, Paul George. I like the Clippers a lot. I think this is actually a really good price. So give me the Clippers plus 1,500. And then my long shot. I'll make up for the fact that I took the the Celtics because I'll take a very long shot, much over the plus 2,000 parameters here. Give me the Lakers. Give me the Lakers plus 5,000. Again, this is a contingent upon if they are healthy, uh, which is always a big issue with Anthony Davis. But – if you look at the Lakers now, now that they've acquired Rui Hachimura, you look at their you know top five players: LeBron, AD, Westbrook, Hachimura, uh, Lonnie Walker. Uh, who else am I missing here? Pat Bev, Troy Brown, Austin Reeves, who's on the shelf. But again, a lot of a lot of quality guys. I mean, you got three Hall of Famers there potentially. I mean, two definite Hall of Famers, and the third, if he can ever stay on the court for more than thirty games a year, probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, and then you've got a good supporting cast. And I get it. I get they're in thirteenth place and that they're out of the play-in game scenario right now. But they're only a, I think three or four games back of fifth or sixth. So. They could easily make that up, and they have not had their team healthy. And now I think the Hachimura deal I think is very underrated. I think he's going to add a lot more than Kendrick Nunn did. Kendrick Nunn was basically a three and D guy. Hachimura is much more uh, is much more lethal off the off the dribble. Uh, he can shoot the three, but he's he's just a better overall fit. I feel like for the Lakers, and I think he's going to add a element that they didn't previously have. And maybe who knows? Maybe they'll add more before the trade deadline. Um, you know, so I do think that this is a big year. Uh, I believe LeBron is back next year, no matter what. I think he signed a two-year deal in the offseason. But uh, clearly, you know, given his age, uh, you know, their window is is closing quickly. Uh, maybe this year or next year, and that's it. So they've got to – I think they're really going to try and go all in to, to win this year. And I do believe the Lakers, fully healthy, can beat anybody in the West. So – um, give me the Lakers plus five thousand for my long shot. Right. That should make up. That should make up for taking a plus three eighty. Okay, all right. Should make yeah, up for yeah, it. It, it does. And then you're gonna grill me here for my picks, so okay. I'm uh, fully expecting that. <laughs> but no, uh, 
Benny Buckets was two plus five thousand uh, plus, plus picks, yes. so yeah. fifty to one, folks. Yeah. These are these are long shots. Uh, a couple shekels on it, and who knows? Yeah, yeah. a couple um, shekels. All right, I'll give you my three picks here. Um, I won't go as in depth as Benny Buckets did with his, just because I know everyone's looking for soccer talk. So yeah, we'll, soccer we'll talk. get there. Um, my favorite is Nets plus seven fifty. Uh, when this team is healthy, they are a top three team in the NBA. Uh, healthy Kevin Durant, of course, is going to be the main factor on how far they go. Um, and then Nick Claxton as well, stepping up um, big time. <laughs> the past, what, seven games, he's had 10 plus rebounds, except for, the, of course, uh, yesterday when we needed him to have uh, some rebounds with our player prop parlay uh, that unfortunately got debunked. <laughs> Thanks to the Nets not showing up against the Celtics last night. Um, but anyways, uh, getting back to the Nets, if if KD and Kyrie can do what they do, Ben Simmons facilitate um, the ball, uh, fantastic driving kick option for them. The role players are the key. If Joe Harris, Patty Mills, guys like that can hit their shots, Watanabe, uh, Sumner, um, if they can hit their shots, they can do what do what they're supposed to do. I think this Nets team can be very good, and then also improve with uh, Ben Simmons in the defensive end as well. My second pick. This is why I think Benny Bucks is going to grill me. Warriors plus eight fifty. I had this pick last year, um, and it did very well for me. I put a futures um, bet in on the Warriors at plus five hundred. I got it at um, so. Uh, very happy with the Warriors. They are a t- the, the the definition of been there, done that. Um, as long as they have Steph, Clay, and Draymond healthy and rearing to go, I'm never going to count them out. Defending champs, um, Jordan Poole as well. Um, that is not over plus one thousand, sir. It's not. That's why. That's why I knew the comment was coming. Uh, I was okay. plus one fifty away. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> we fell a little short. Uh, I will stay away from a mid tier pick just because i would not hear the end of it uh <laughs> i'm gonna go with the pelicans plus 2500 here okay um a little bit of a homer pick for me just because i'm so close um to them um and i've been following them a little bit um they're scary when they're healthy they have got some real legitimate pieces that i think that could take them into a playoff run at least the second round um, with a healthy Zion. Do you get the Ingram. local RSN feed of the Pelicans? Yes. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. Valley yes, Sports New Orleans. Okay. Gotcha. That's right. Um, so with Zion, Ingram, and CJ all healthy, um, and then their role players as well, they have seven guys with 10-plus points um, per game averaging on the season. Um, wow. That's pretty good balanced scoring. They can hit the three. Um, and the West is going to be more open than the East, folks. Um, the East is a top-heavy team. I'd say the top four or five teams in the East are better than, yeah, the top two in the West, top two, three in the West. Um, so, I yeah, I like the East definitely. Um, so when you're picking these future picks, you kind of want to stay with the conference that is not as heavy on top, so like not doesn't have a favorite. Um, so I was actually looking at some picks here. Um, I was going back a little bit at what the uh champs odds were in the beginning of the year. So the Warriors last year opening up were plus 1200. Uh, the year before that, the Bucks were plus 500. Uh, the Lakers were plus 1800, and the Raptors were plus 6600. And I thought that was interesting. Um, 
opening up, they uh, weren't the, exactly the favorite. That was before, folks, that's a little bit skewed. That was before they acquired Kawhi Leonard. So you got to make an addendum there to that. Uh... Yes, I guess before the year, yes, when it opened up, it was plus 6,600. Yes. yes. So, that, I'm I sure did, those odds were lower once they got Kawhi Leonard. You did. You did. But just so folks, they might be, they might think, wow, that's some, that's some good odds. But I'm sure those odds changed when Kawhi Leonard was acquired. But uh, yes. What were the Warriors this year? Were the Warriors the favorite? Oh, no, Celtics. What were the Celtics this year, sir? I did not look that up. I did not look uh, that up. That, okay. Nope. So the is... timely stuff you don't look up. The old stuff you look up. Okay. I was looking up the old stuff to okay. make my point that's not yeah. necessarily. And then as I was making my point, I realized I should probably look up the current stuff, and that uh, did not happen. So. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. That's all right. That's we're right. episode two here. We're improving some. <laughs> so we're not going to improve everything, folks, in the first uh <laughs> So I, I also did want to note because I wrote this down. Um, I forgot to mention this when we we're picking our NHL picks. The President's Trophy winner has gone on to win just eight Stanley Cups in the past thirty-five years. Um, so you're not you're not looking for the team that has the best regular season record necessarily to win the cup. Um, so in other so words, a, this is an ominous sign for the Bruins, is what with game day Greg is yes, is yes, reporting. Okay, yes. Um, so going back to that. All right, cool. Uh, do you have anything else in the NBA that you want to touch on before oh, we get let's, into? Let's get to the soccer talk, man. Let's the do soccer, it. Soccer talk. Let's yeah. do it. All right. So this, I think this is going to be my segment here, Benny Buckets. Right. Unfortunately, yes, yes. Um, I know. I know the fans love hearing you talk, but uh, <laughs> I think we're going to change it up a little bit. I'm rolling up my sleeves here, getting ready to talk soccer. Talk. He already has on short sleeves, folks. So there's not much to roll up. But uh, they don't know that. Um, <laughs> now they do. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, bud. All right, roll up my pant legs then for for soccer talk. So, uh, all right. We originally had 30 second soccer talk as the segment in the beginning episode one that turned into seven minute plus um now we're going to try one minute soccer talk but i have a feeling this is going to go over quite a bit because january 31st there was a match between southampton and newcastle in the efl cup the uh, carabao cup yes. as some might uh refer to and this is the semi this was the semifinal game the second leg um, newcastle was up one nothing in the aggregate <laughs> Um, folks, so uh, go ahead and figure out what that means. I'm not going to tell you. Um, all right, no, that means you're taking the same score. We're taking the score from the first game, and we're adding it to the second game. So we're doing combined scores here because they don't score enough in soccer to just have their own scores. <laughs> so we're just going to. No, it's because there was the, the in the semifinal in the semifinal game. There's two fixtures. There's a away leg and a home leg. So. You take you to be fair. You, each team gets an, a home leg. That is why you add the aggregate. But go ahead. I apologize. Okay, so two teams. Uh, no, I I I, I want to discuss this. Right, here we go. Okay, so in the NBA, when there's a playoff game at home and away, you don't take the scores and add them up because they have a seven game series. It's a different structure. Different structure. Okay, so, so they don't play three women's games. College or- softball has a three game series and they don't combine the but it's scores. a series they don't have a series in soccer they have two games so it's so if one team wins one game one team wins the other game then you don't have a winner so they have uh, to do yikes. they have to do they have to do the aggregate but anyway uh, that's, well that's your first problem having a three-game <laughs> series um all right anyways in the caribbean what if Cup, you have a tie what if you have a win a win and a tie you have one win one loss and one tie it still doesn't work so anyway go ahead there shouldn't be a tie in a if you're going in the playoffs there should be 
penalty kicks or something well, or overtime. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. But anyway. No. Yeah. It yeah. would make sense, but not in soccer. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, after we got all that Southampton versus Newcastle in the EFL cup, the Carabao cup, um, North Newcastle is up one, nothing. The aggregate semifinal second leg. Okay. Let's get all that out of the way. Pre-game notes. I wrote down one thing here for my pre-game notes. Um, oh, before I should say that I, I watched one half. So I, I told you guys I was going to watch 30 minutes, but it, the game was so just, and invi- just, I, I don't know, just amazing that I had to watch the whole first half. Um, so pregame notes, Newcastle style, I thought was going to be better off against Southampton here with the four, three, three, uh, for you soccer fans who don't know the four, the first number is the amount of defenders followed by, uh, the amount of midfielders followed by the amount of forwards. So, uh, Newcastle going with a four, three, three, as opposed to Southampton's five, three, two, I definitely noticed that there could be a uh, disadvantage there for Southampton, um, on the offensive side of the zone, um, there. Uh, side of the pitch so all right let's get into it with the game notes here um so i watched the whole first half 45 minutes of game time i of course do that in quotations because half the game is chasing the ball and talking and medical field on the team and the other half is actual soccer um so the first thing i had here was the ads that are on the soccer jerseys many buckets have you noticed these ads yes there are many ads (laughs) many many ads on the soccer jerseys all different colors, all on different parts of the jersey. We have some on the right shoulder, left shoulder. It seems like the middle of the chest, on the back. Um, so I think we need to uh, not on the back, t- not on the back, not on the back. Not on the back. Not okay, the back. so we need to make them smaller. We need to make them the same color in on one place in the jersey. I was thinking them uh, they were running rainbow men um, on, on on the uh, field there with the, all their ads, but. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, the second note I wrote down here, I'm convinced that the last drill on Friday at Friday's practice for each of these teams is the faking injury time um, where they purposely try to fake injuries and practice their technique. A um, couple of things I took away from that. Uh, the hand is always on the leg, no matter what. So when they go down, their hand is always on some part of the leg. They may not have even hurt the leg folks. This could have been an upper body injury, but the, the, to, to fake it there's always a hand on the leg and it's always swaying back and forth um and then also staying down until someone tells you to get up um they they do not get up on their own volition um they have to have somebody tell them to get up in order to uh, either get the yellow card or the red card out um it never works but the, I, I applaud them for trying now we get into some game action here at 352. Well, when I say these numbers, folks, I'm going a minute and second into the game clock um, action here. So three minutes, 52 seconds in, um, there was a midfielder that played the ball through the ref's legs. I thought that was the most um, cool part of the game so far, um, four minutes in. And then at the four minute, 50 second mark, we had our first goal. Newcastle strikes first with a um, left footed strike from Longstaff. Um, yeah, long staff he had an a plus plus celebration folks i'll get into the kick in a second the a, the celebration was a plus plus he had the full run into the both knee slide <laughs> with the arms in the air followed by popping right back up to his legs without using his arms folks if i tried this i would have torn both acls and mcls i would have been down on the field for 10 minutes and the game clocks would still would have ran so that would have been advantage Newcastle because uh, wasted time off the clock um, and not being able to try to score in those 10 minutes. So uh, yeah, in his 
family was in the stands too, which I thought was very, very cool. Uh, as we get a, bit, uh, a little bit later here in this analysis, um, you'll, you'll see why here. Um, so yeah, he had a fantastic left-footed strike. The, the control from the Newcastle team um, and the offensive zone specifically, their ball passing um, is just unbelievable. Uh, it seems to stick to their foot. They have the ball on a string. Um, you could tell they've really practiced with one another. Um, they have great team camaraderie. Uh, Newcastle does. Um, so A++ celebration there. Um, good for long staff. It was a beautiful left-footed strike. Um, all right. Going into this next. And stop me at any point here, Ben, if you want to add on. or No, add that, was, that, was, that was very good. That was very yes. good. The reason uh, so, Longstaff sailing was there is because Longstaff is from Newcastle. But go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Native. Uh, oh, native. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, all right, so here we go. 9.31 into game time here. I, I was curious as to how long each going of getting of the ball. That made no sense, but – how long does it take for them to get the ball to actually resume play? What on average, how long does that take? And then does that make sense with the amount of stoppage time added? So from nine 31 game time to 10 Oh six game time, that was the amount of time from when the ball went out of bounds to when the corner kick happened. Um, folks, this was well over 30 seconds, 35 seconds. And this happened every single time the ball went out of bounds, whether that be a corner kick, a throw in a goal kick. Um, so you can only imagine how much time that would add up, um, which is crazy. I'll get into that. Um, that that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll get into that later. So uh, I wrote down here, Newcastle's Joe Ellington, uh, Joe Linton, Joe Linton. Joe Linton. He's a great player. Fantastic player. Um, I noticed that right away. Um, also, corner kicks in general just do not make se any sense to me. Um, let's have 20 guys stand next to each other and hope that I kick it on top of my guy's head at the right angle for a goal. Uh, so he hits it at the exact angle uh, into the net. That, 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 make, that does not make any sense. Uh, why don't we have it spread out a little bit so we can kick it to our guy and then we have a little bit better angle in as opposed to kicking it from the corner and hoping it hits my guy's head at the perfect angle. Um, it makes no sense. Um, so that's one thing they should clean up. Uh, thoughts, Ben, on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you click it, if you spread everyone out, though, you're further away from goal. I mean... Corner kicks aren't supposed to necessarily be scoring opportunities. Most of them aren't, uh, you know, but you're more likely to score from four feet away with a bunch of people in the box than you are from 24 feet away. So, I mean, that's why the strategy uh, is what it is. But uh, I, Okay. All right. It's not uh, supposed to be an automatic goal. It's not like a penalty kick. It's, not, it's supposed to be. You're supposed to try. Well, sure, but it's difficult to convert. So it's, it's, supposed to, it's not supposed to be an automatic goal. But anyway. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. At the 1410 points, uh, Southampton's goalie, his last name was Bazunu. <laughs> During a goal kick, he kicked the ball five rows up midfield from the, from the uh, goal line where he did the goal kick. Now, please tell me I could have done this, right? I, I could have just turned around and kicked the ball in the stands. Why did he do that? It wasn't even close, Ben. It was five rows up. Midfield. I don't recall. I was watching the game. I don't recall that specific. It was. It was exactly at the fourteen ten point. If you want to go back and rewatch it on ESPN Plus. Okay. Um. So yeah, I could have done that. 
um, just by simply turning around and kicking the ball out of bounds. Um, We're on the second page here, folks. Second page. Second page. Flipping pages here. Idris Elba was at the game. Um, He is a big Newcastle fan, as they reported. And so he was in attendance to take on this um, fantastic battle. Um, 1730 into the game, Southampton, again, his goalie, Bazunu. This guy is now my favorite player because he yelled at his team to move the ball forward and stop passing it back to him. Folks, this is what I've been preaching. If you've been listening to me whenever I talk soccer, why are we passing the ball backwards? We have 200 yards to go to get there. Um, but why are we passing the ball backwards? He literally yelled at his team to stop passing him the ball, which I thought was fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, he's now my new favorite player. I don't know how to get his jersey. Um, all right. 21 minute mark long staff again strikes again second goal the the announcer said it's turning into a party already here <laughs> so uh that i thought that was cool that gave me some goosebumps as the crowd went berserk after that goal um at this three point, nothing on the aggregate three nothing three, on the aggregate three, yep you took the words right out of my mouth three nothing on the aggregate at this point it's three nothing on the a- aggregate and at this point southampton can't even hold newcastle shin pads folks um <laughs> they were just running around them uh like like tops so yeah that's at the 25 26 part point of the game southampton i wrote down southampton's defense is atrocious at the 25 55 point as you can notice here folks we're getting into less detailed notes due to um, my attention span slowly (laughs) waning away (laughs) um at 25:55, there was a de- definite handball. Nobody called it because nobody cared. Um, that made no sense. It was clearly struck by the hand, but they decided not to call it. Benny buckets. I guess I'll refer to you. It's only. Next- it, it depends if it was it in the box. It should have been a penalty. Is that what you're in saying? The, in the in box. The bo- what, what box? So in the penalty in the in by the goalie by goal in the 18 yard box. Was it? Was okay. the no, handball? It was, in- it was, it was oh. near midfield. It was oh, near okay. midfield. Well, in, in the box, it's only declared a handball if it's an unnatural motion. Somebody like sticks oh. their arm out to stop the ball, then it's then it's a handball and they award a penalty shot. But if it's not an unnatural motion, if it's just like the guy's standing there and he doesn't move his arms and the ball happens to him in the arm, it's not a handball. So Okay, um, thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Um makes no sense where it's the also at the discretion of the referee, but that is subject to VAR. So VAR can ask the referee to review it. Uh, if they find there's an egregious error. But anyway, I will. Yeah, perfect. All right. Thank you for that. Um, Giving the folks some clarity there because I'm sure they were wondering as well. All right. 2650 points of the game. I have this one starred. There was an injury on the field. The medical staff is out looking at his leg and the clock is still running. If I ever start a soccer podcast, the the title is going to be clock still running. (laughs) (laughs) So the clock Michael's, never stops. I don't know. Clock never stops. That's right. Just like, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. At the 29 minute mark, um, the Southampton scored a goal. It oh. was actually very surprising. I was, I was, I was tuned out. I was looking at my phone and I looked up and I saw that number 10 Adams scored a fantastic goal. Um, after looking at the replay as a lower right corner to make it a two, one game, three, one in the aggregate, still not looking good, but at least there's some hope for their fans. Uh, we scored a goal. At least we could tell their grandkids. So, yes, we scored a goal against Newcastle um, in the Carabao Cup. 
So at the 32, 30 minute mark, 32, 30, this got me. They were replaying the previous play. The broadcast was the soccer broadcast was replaying the previous play while the play was still going on because why, why? Because the play never stops Um, again, making no sense. So we're replaying a play while the current play is still going on Um, again, only sport that does that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the NBA does it sometimes free throws. They'll replay a previous play and not show the free throw. That but the happen. clock has stopped for the free throws. The it clock is. is not running for the free throws. <laughs> it is. It is. So clock's still running. I think it would be more fun if they kept the clock running for the free throws, actually. I guess. Okay. All right. Uh, at the 34 20 minute mark, we have um, this. <laughs> I wrote down stupid clock is still running. And again, we have the medical team out in the field. Uh, this time the the stretcher board was brought out, so we had equipment as well on the field while the clock is running. Um, Forty two fifty points of the game. The referee doesn't like the players' approach on the goal kick, so they had to realign three different times. Again, folks, the clock is still running, and we'll, we'll chant that after every uh, point here. <laughs> He didn't like the approach. I guess I can. The closest thing I can reference is when the uh, the NFL, the NHL officials, when they don't like the puck drop, they they kick him out of the yeah. kick him out of the uh, circle. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't like the approach. They had to realign. And yeah, uh, all right. So we get to the forty-five minute mark of the game here, and I, I out loud, I said, "No way." There's only three minutes. Three minutes of stoppage time, folks. There was more than three minutes of useless time within the first five minutes of the game. And you're telling me there was only three minutes wasted? No way. No, no way. I don't know. I don't care how loud I am. I'm in an apartment complex. I'm sure I'm I'm yelling about soccer here at 2.30 on a Thursday. Um, no way. Only three minutes of stoppage time. Made no sense. Like I said before, 35 minutes or 35 seconds alone just to get the soccer ball for a corner kick. Um, there's about 10 corner kicks a half and 10 throw-ins. So you can only imagine it should really be about 15 minutes worth of stoppage time. Um, but there was some action in the stoppage time in those three minutes at the one minute mark, the ball went into the tunnel and it took a good 30 seconds to retrieve the ball. And again, the clock was still running um, at the one minute 55 uh, second mark of stoppage time. There was a, cl- a cleat directly to the face of a, a soccer player um, must have hurt. He let everyone know he got kicked <laughs> in the face as well um, with both hands on the injured area of the face <laughs> and walking and running around. Um, and then that was my, that, that's my analysis folks of the first half of the Carabao cup there. That great <laughs> Newcastle Southampton game. And before I get your, uh, I guess, reaction, Ben, I, I do have a soccer idea that popped up in my head after, after that game. Yeah. Um, this is an out there idea, uh, but it, it, I guess it just more appeals to the way I like viewing sports and that's fast. Um, we can have line changes um, more offense teams just go as hard as they can in the offensive zone, uh, make it 40 man plus rosters uh, to where you, you can sub on 11 guys. Uh, if you want, you could just sub on the defense during the middle of gameplay, because of course, the clock never stops, so why would it stop for substitutions? Mm-hmm. So you can just bring on guys as they go. They should just have eleven guys on the field at one time on the pitch at one time. Um, 
So I think that would make it for uh, more goals, uh, more excitement, more offensive play. Um, keep everyone fresh. Um, I don't. Okay. So I'll, I'll turn it over to you um, before we end the show here, because soccer talk went 15 minutes over instead of uh, seven minutes. Um, so yeah, I'll just get your reaction and then we'll uh, kind of preview the next show here. Oh, I covered a lot there. That was, that was excellent analysis there of the soccer. I gotta say, uh, in terms of your idea, I don't think it's going to happen. There's only five substitutions allowed per game, so I don't see that. Oh, they had a cap on substitutions? Yes, Why is that? Five, five per game. That's just the way it is. It used to be three before COVID, and now it's five. So they have oh, increased wow. it. But So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but it's an interesting thought. Uh, plus, each substitution, they must hold up the board, the sign board, to announce who's coming in, who must leave the pitch. So it well, is a process. It is a process. Oh, it, it is when, when the ball goes out of bounds, so there's a foul. Yeah. There's, a, there's a break in the game, but the, the, clock, is, <laughs> the clock is still running, though, So, uh, as you probably figured. So, oh, um, my gosh. Of course, they have to have a huge board to say who goes in and who's out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, as if the scoreboard couldn't just do that. Um, okay. All right. And they, of course, the, the most physical exertion out of all the sports, you only get five substitutions. So does that include injuries? If someone uh, cracks their shit in half, if, if the injury happens in the first half, you're allowed a sixth, but only if it happens in the first half <laughs> oh, and you boy. only have three substitution windows. So you can only substitute. So you can substitute five people in one window. You only have three substitution windows. Oh so my you, gosh! So you they, cannot just sub um, one person at a time. If this you sub is one, if you sub one person each substitution window, you'll only get three substitutions. So. All right, I'm I'm officially upset now, folks. <laughs> you get five substitutions and you only have three times to do it, and it just doesn't make any sense. I mean. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what drugs it's because it's a delay in the game. The clock is still running. That's why, because you know, they can't the clock five. is always running. What do you mean? Delay <laughs> still running. It's always running. That's the, literally the sh- name of the podcast. We're officially changing it. Clock still running. Uh, but that was good. I will give one pick there tomorrow. Uh, the Premier League, uh, you got Chelsea. So that'll the, be today, folks. Uh, so yeah, that'll be today uh, on Friday, Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Chelsea, Fulham. Uh, under the total, under the two and a half goals, or believe right now it's about minus 108. So under the total for Chelsea. All right, Chelsea Fulham, two and a half, under the 108, folks. So get that in. Um, where, where can they find that? Where, where can they stream that? Uh, I believe that's on uh, – it's either USA Network or it's on Peacock, the Peacock app. USA Network or Peacock. Okay, so it is uh, available to you guys if you so choose. I do not – do not um, expect you guys to spend any extra money to watch this game. But uh, if you have those streaming services, I say go for it. All right. Uh, this show has gone, I think, longer than the first one <laughs> when we wanted to make shorter. But that's okay. Uh, we had some uh, great laughs, some uh, great insights there on uh, pretty much all the sports. Um, Benny Buckus, do you have any, anything else you want to bring up to the Breakers? I think no, we're going to call that, it the Breaker game. That, that's uh, it. We uh, we will have a Super Bowl preview next week. Yes, yes. Uh, next episode will be Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, I wrote down. So, uh, yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have analysis. We'll have our picks. We'll have player props. We'll have what color is the Gatorade prop. Will the – uh, national anthem oh, go over yeah, two minutes and 13 seconds is that what the prop is this year is it 213 i don't know i just oh. made something up. i think it's usually uh, less than that but we will have do we know all... do we know who's singing the anthem this year Ooh, well, we can I look don't it up. Know. we can look it up we can look it up actually folks let's let's save that 
Let's save that. You're you're gonna have to find out who sings the anthem uh, next show. You're not gonna have to Google it, or you're sure. not gonna be able to Google it. You're just gonna have to wait for Benny Buckets to. Okay, Actually, I, I oh, see no. it who is it? Who is it? Now I'm curious. It will be Chris Stapleton of country music acclaim. Oh, Babyface okay. will be singing "America the Beautiful." Babyface, who is Babyface? I think he's R and B. Okay, all right, great name. All right. Uh, <laughs> on that note, um, I guess Babyface, Benny Buckets, and I are going to round out the show. Uh, hope you guys have a safe drive. If you guys are listening on your drive, if you guys are listening at work, hope you guys are being productive. Um, I can't see how you are if you're listening to us at work, but um, hope you guys have a great weekend, great rest of your week, and we will see you or we will talk to you guys next Friday. Yes, absolutely. It's been a pleasure, and we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks, guys.